Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome along to the VMTV Rugby Pod. Stuart McAvoy here and it's great to be back with European rugby just around the corner on Friday evening with Northampton Saints taking on Racing 92. It's going to be really, really interesting. Over the last couple of weeks, I sat down with a number of coaches and players from the different clubs. First up, I spoke with the Irish provinces, beginning with two happy men in Dan Soper and Ian Henderson after Ulster had defeated Leinster for the first time in eight years in Dublin at the RDS. Leo Collin and Johnny Sexton follow, while Connacht head coach Andy Friend and captain Jared Butler also look ahead to their European campaign. You must still be buzzing after that win, the RDS, Dan? Uh, yeah, look, it was, it was, you know, it was pretty special, obviously, with... with you know, it's been eight years or something someone's talked about since we've done that. But for this group of players, um, you know, in the last recent time, the three years, we've 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 gone down there. We've had close games. We've gone down there and been well beaten as well. But um, yeah, it just it felt like we we took a good step forward on on Saturday night. But um, so yeah, we we enjoyed it. We reflected on it on on Monday morning. But um, it's also you know. Uh, back to porridge. We've got another game this weekend, and we can't dwell on last week. We've got to keep looking forward and take another step forward. Yeah, can you believe how well I know? It's obviously disappointing against Connor, but how well you guys defended on Saturday night? Um, well, um, yeah, I can believe it because, um, like, uh, we've seen evidence of that in the last, you know, in the last couple of years. We've we've had games where we have had, you know, excellent. Um, you know, defensive games and, and, and Jared runs a, you know, a, a really great system and the guys really uh, buy into it and they, um, and they had a plan and they executed it well. So I, I can believe it, but, you know, like anything, it's, it's always a hell of a challenge to go to the, the RDS and you can have the, the best plan in the world, but, um, you know, Leinster are a hell of a team and, and, and it is hard to execute that plan all the time. And we, but the guys did a good job of, um, sticking to what they their processes and what they knew they could do and they got the rewards. Moving forward, you say a game this weekend and then into Europe, Claremont away. Pretty exciting, isn't it? It's wonderful, isn't it? It's um <clears throat> like it's a game that uh you know it's a game when the when the fixtures come out and you and you see you've got Claremont and and to go there and we were there a couple of years ago and the atmosphere is just, you know, it's it's second to none in Europe and so to, to get to look forward to experience that and, and to go there and challenge yourself in, in that environment is, you know, it's a, it's, a great, um, it's a great challenge for the players. And I know they're really looking forward to it. So it's a hell of a way to start the competition, but, um, but that's what Europe's all about, isn't it? It's 
playing with the best and going to their back garden and see how you get on. Last year was obviously disappointing to lose then Gloucester, those two defeats. So went into the challenge, very good first half against Leicester, then nightmare second half. Is there a wee bit, you know, firstly, you want to get through the knockout stages, but like a bit of guys, we need to really put in a couple of big performances in Europe this year, especially after that. Yeah, the, the, um, the Leicester game was 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 a disappointing one for us, how, how that un unfolded last year. But you also have to give credit to Leicester, how they played in that second half. But we took a lot of learnings out of that game. And, and, and um, I'd like to think it, it will be a bit of a catalyst for we've progressed as a team and, and, and our leadership group took a lot out of that game. So, you know, we will use that as, to, as something to... to the, We've learnt from and we'll move forward from. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, it's a challenge. Look, we see it. It's in terms of the qualification. If we can, we, you know, our, our sights are firmly set on getting out of the into that round of sixteen, and 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 then after that, you you take stock and you look and see what what draw you've got, and um, you get a plan to to go on those as well. But um, at this point, we know the fixtures that we have. We have four fixtures and, and, and we'll have a pretty clear plan about how we go about those. And you yourself, skills coach, moving up to assistant coach, how are you finding it? I'd say knowing you, you're absolutely loving it. But how do you find it in general, Dan, at the moment? Yeah, um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, I loved what I was doing the, the, the previous um, couple of years. Um, but enjoying, you know, leading the, the the group and the direction that we're trying to go in terms of our attack. So it's a it's a great challenge, uh, but it's one I'm really in, enjoying, and 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 we're, we're starting to see a bit of progress on what we're trying to do, and uh, it's it's really exciting learning uh, leading the, you know, the the leadership group in terms of how they progress and they're um, pushing the team on and how we're playing. So. Um, it's it's a great challenge, but it's one that I, um, you know, always wanted to to get a crack at. And uh, now that I have, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Where do you think this current group is, Dan, as a team, the Ulster team? Like, you're obviously not going to tell me they're good enough to win it, but as a fan and also somebody speaking to you, it'd be nice to get a trophy at some stage. That's obvious. Do you feel they are obviously on the right path, or do you still think there's a good way to go? Look, I think. Um, Every team starts out in whatever competition it is to to try and win it to 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 be the best and um, not everyone can only one team can can lift that silverware whatever the competition is. Uh, what I would say is that this this group of players, you know, we're starting to uh, we've had a collection of experiences that we have to learn from, we have to get better from. And we have to go and, you, you know, you you, you mentioned the, the Tigers game last year. We have to learn from that. And and when we get our opportunity in that situation this year, we have to go and win it. And and I guess that's the only way you can measure, uh, are we making progress? Because that's the, you know, that's the harsh reality of professional sport. Um, do I think that we're heading in the right direction? Are we adding layers to the way that we play? Are we, do we have more players who are, um, more experienced and and able to perform in those pressure moments, hundred percent. I think we definitely have, and you, you see that by some of the younger guys that are, that are getting recognition. You know, Robert Bullock and James Hume, Nick Timoney, these sorts of guys that are getting recognition um, 
of going into to Irish camp. So, um, yeah, look, you, you did right. I'm not going to say we're, we're, we're going to win it. We we would love to, of course, we would. Um, but everyone's in the same boat. But we we just we just want to make sure that when we get those opportunities and knock out rugby this year, that that we have learned from our our previous experiences and and we go and nail them. Finally, just the younger generation that you mentioned there, you know, the Dokes, the Humes, you know, they're slightly older now, but, you know, are getting older. Like the guys you have worked with, Michael Laurie, must be great for you, especially coaching them against how good it is to see these guys progress. It's fabulous. Yeah. It's the, you know, the obvious ones of the, 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 the young fellas that I had at Ent, but also, you know, the guy, the, the other young guys, Ethan and, and, and all that were at other schools that I saw coming through playing against them. And, um, it, you know, the, the, it's, it's wonderful to watch their progress and to remember seeing them play as a 15 year old, maybe in, in a first 15 game or a medallion shield or something. And now seeing them play on the big stage, it's, you know, and I, I think that's what, um, I think that's what the Ulster public love too, is that, you know, Ulster's a, a pretty small place and the rugby community is even smaller again and everyone sort of has a connection with a player in the Ulster team, be it they, you know, they, they, their kids play mini rugby with them or they remember watching them in a medallion shield game and and so they have a real attachment to the team and and um, I, I guess I've got a wee bit of that too, that I've I've had that attachment to a lot of young fellas that, have, that are coming through, but... Um, my job now is to make sure that um, you know they keep kicking on and they they keep getting better and and you know likes of James and Robert and Co that have done it this this year that they they kick on and go and get more experience at international level. Brilliant, great stuff done. Great to chat. Man, good to see you. Yeah, great to see you. All the best this weekend. Good man. Firstly, how are you getting on in hamstring injury? Are you any closer to coming back? Yeah, like um, doing bits and pieces. I was out running the day, so the physios are, are looking at it. They're, they're pretty active with their hamstring rehab these days, get you back out as quickly as possible. So so hopefully getting, over the next week or so, getting back up to some quicker running and back into training in the not-too-distant future, all being well. Good stuff. And where were you watching Saturday night? You must have been a pretty proud captain. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not great watching games when I'm not at the ground. I'm not in control of the remote and and, and being able to get it. So I watched it with my wife. The first half of my wife, and then I had to had to let go. I couldn't watch the second half, and then I waited until it came through on the computer and sat and went through it myself on the computer. But I saw all the messages of congratulations coming in to to um to see the guys had done done a great job. Great on sets. You up for a good couple of weeks. You know, you obviously have a game this weekend, and then into Europe. It's a pretty exciting time, isn't it? Yeah, I think what, what the guys have been doing, the guys have been playing, obviously a real frustrating one against Connacht, um, and they had a, a good few weeks training while, while the internationals were away, but I think the excitement definitely is building towards the Champions Cup. I think I think there's definitely uh, definitely a lot of guys wanting to put their hand up to make sure that they can be in that squad. And what about the Champions Cup, Claremont away? Um, maybe, maybe not the side they used to be, but they're still pretty strong. Yeah, look, I, th- I think... Um, I think Going over there, obviously they haven't had the start of the season that they they probably wanted, but um, they'll definitely look at this as a potential fresh start, almost to reinvigorate their other season. Um, they can use this as a completely separate competition and, and use a completely separate mindset for it, 
which is probably a very dangerous thing for us to be going over there and um and facing. So so look, I think they're definitely gonna gonna be bringing a um a really exciting game of rugby to play. So so we'll have to be on our toes. And Northampton, he obviously beat them last year. A good performance away in the challenge, but different kettle of fish in Europe, isn't it? Definitely, and they're they're obviously one to watch this year. They've they've been going well, and 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 the the sort of um, brand of rugby they're playing. Some of their star players are are definitely going to be ones to watch out for that, that we're going to have to be really wary of. And what about getting to the knockout stages, Ian? You know, you've been around the camp for what sort of ten years. Stop these big matches. You obviously take every game as it comes, but these are the games you want to play in and get out of the group. Yeah, these are the big games. Um, we spoken about it earlier on about how I've been around plenty of Ulster teams that have that have, that have been able to produce a big big one-off performance. Maybe inconsistent, arguably, definitely inconsistent. This team's probably one that that we're seeing probably more consistency out of. We're performing well regularly. Um, for me, the guys who've been playing, I'm excited about about seeing what they can do going forward. Um. And, and, I, and I think that they've been doing a great job training and they had a, a great couple of days training so far this week. So hopefully that form will run into, run into the next couple of weeks. What do you think, Ian? You know, as you said, you've been around for a long time. Why is it, even as an Ulster fan, if you could probably answer this, you wouldn't be speaking about it. But some weeks, you know, for example, that Leicester game, I spoke to Dan Soper about it. You know, the first half, you're unbelievable. Then they came back into it. And then maybe when you're expected to win, you don't you don't win like it's pretty simple if I'm honest with that like I think well is there anything that you could maybe point out and hopefully that will change going forward I think maybe more recent games I'm probably I can probably look into ones further in the past with maybe less biased view um maybe in the past I think we maybe relied a lot more on on emotion going into big games and that's why we might have won a big fixture and, and not not um, maybe beating a smaller side in, in the league um, and you'd maybe get a big win away from home in Europe but then you'd lose that you'd maybe lose a silly one Europe's obviously massive when you're playing at home for us it's something we love playing like Kingspan um, be it Friday nights or Saturday afternoon games here are, are some of the best my, some of my best memories playing playing with Ulster so hopefully that was one thing that Dan definitely spoke about when he came in, our consistency, and I think something that probably has got better over the last number of seasons. So so being able to to string together those games or those performances, irrespective of who you're playing, is something that, that I think um, could be a key to Ulster, Ulster, Ulster performing and, and ultimately ending up with silverware. Yeah, and when you're in those Ireland camps, obviously you've won stuff with Ireland in the past, but the players around you were at Leinster, Munster, particularly Leinster, they do win trophies. Is there a bit of jealousy there saying, look, when I get back to Belfast, I want to win something and it's so hopefully soon enough? Definitely. There's there's massive jealousy there over, over when when you when have won one bits and pieces with Ireland, the enjoyment you have, the bonds you make, and and, and that's something that you you kind of want to have with you with your Ulster players. You want to have that. Yes, obviously you make friends. I've made friends for life at Ulster and friends who, who I'm incredibly close to. But to be able to to be able to add uh, a silver lining, excuse the pun, to that friendship would, would be brilliant. And finally, do you think this current group, I think you maybe said, sort of got in the right lines of saying yes, but do you think this current group you're with is good enough to win a trophy, be it Europe or be it in the URC? 
I think so. I, I think when you look at the caliber of the players um, and you look at players who uh, who perform irrespective of, of whether they've started the last five games or they haven't played at all, coming in and, and performing the way they do, I think I think the consistency of of our our greater squad rather than just maybe our our your first 15 if you like is getting better and, and since Dan's come in has got has continued to get better. Um, I think that's massive. Squad depth, I suppose, is another way of putting it. I think we're a better all-around squad at rugby than than, than we have been in, in years. Brilliant. Thanks for your time, Ian. Great, thank you. Now you've had some time to reflect on Saturday's defeat. Could you believe Ulster were that or was a situation where you guys just didn't really turn up? Um, probably a little bit about. I think I think Ulster were 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 good. They brought a lot of intensity to the game. Uh, talked about after around the intensity in the pros and trying to get guys up to speed. Because even if you played so many international games, going back to a derby game where where there's players like sitting and waiting and you know just itching to get going and you know particularly as in we knew Ulster would have been hurting off the back of their loss against Connacht, um, where Connacht obviously had played the in a provincial derby the week before against Munster and had a narrow loss and you know you could see the intensity that Connacht brought to the game that day and you know I think Ulster brought that type of intensity to the game um, so you know I, I thought they were good um, and in some of those you know very very tight little battles during the course of the game you know Ulster won more of those so um, the game is quite complex our rugby game um, but it is also quite simple at times as well and um, you know I thought Ulster across the board were they won more of those little 50-50 battles, um, which led to them winning the game. I thought our guys fought back well to get to 10-0, but then we, we don't manage. We had the win behind us, and you know we don't manage the next exit part of the game. And you know we give away a cheap penalty, and then Ulster have their nose in front. And then you know because for lots of different reasons, you know that cohesion piece about trying to chase the game, guys are maybe trying a little bit too hard in that last 10 minutes, which we end up looking quite frantic. So it's just trying to deliver a little bit more com- composure if we get ourselves in that situation again where we do have to chase the game and it's it's that that tight game you know it was 13 10 and you know, obviously we throw an intercept pass at the end and we lose the game 20 points to 10 but you know 10 all you know even at 10 7 when we were down we had we were attacking the Ulster line um with what does 15 20 minutes to go at that stage um we take the three points thinking okay we'll use the win to get back down there again but we don't execute the our exit you know, as I said, we give away that penalty and, you know, the, the rest is history a little bit. So, but Ulster, yep, yeah, gives them a lot of credit. They turned up well. They fronted up physically, I thought, well. Um, and, yeah, like that's that's the fine margins, particularly in these interpro games. You know, we learned that the hard way again against Connacht last year um, where we lost at home. You know, we, we had a lot of, we had a pretty disjointed team that day. Had some interruptions early in that game. So, you know, but you need to be able to, Right at the storm and deal with some of the disruptions that 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 you face on any given week. So um, for us now, it's this week's another cho- opportunity to get guys back up to speed in terms of what we want to do, build that sense of team cohesion, and you know, hopefully get a more positive um, result that'll lead us into Bath the following week. Yeah, you said there, it's, fixtures don't stop. Big one this weekend, and then into Bath. You know, Europe's always a special time, isn't it? Around the Christmas fixtures, you know, it's pretty exciting for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it, it's a block. It's a massive block that goes a hell of a way to defining how you go in your season. So, 
Um, yes, you know, the, the format of Europe makes it, you know, it folks the mind even more. Certainly it should folks the mind. And, you know, some teams will, you know, if you get, you get, you know, you, you manage to sneak two early in the season or you lose two games, it's amazing the mindset it'll, it'll have, have over those games that are post-Christmas because, you know, the, the margins are going to be so fine now. Um, you know, you don't have control over lots of the other games. You're only playing two teams. Um, and even the other team that you play in your group are playing a different team. So it's there's so many different variables at play here. So, um, but yeah, we just got to focus on ourselves now, really. Um, Bath, we've watched with a lot of interest. Montpellier, our team that we've we've faced in the past. Um, they have a lot more stability probably now than they would have had. Um, in the past, they're very both teams are very very heavily resourced, have good strong international players with a hell of a lot of top end experience. So um, they'll both see it as a, probably I'm sure a fresh start for themselves. Um, so yeah, it's lots of danger I think out there. But again, it's running control we can, and um, you know, we'll have a number of guys that will come back into the team this week and they haven't played for us in quite a while. So again, we'll see what that looks like. Um, and um, yeah, then it's you know trying to build in many and bring together in many ways the two groups. Then the following week into Europe, and we'll see where we go in terms of selection for that week. What about Europe over the last couple of years, Leo? You know the defeat, Saracens the quarter final, final before that, and then the semi final to La Rochelle. You know, obviously small margins. Have you sort of looked at that as a coaching group and thought, why aren't you quite getting to the next hurdle of those big matches? Um, yeah, like like we would after every every. Every game, really, win or lose, you know. So we're always looking to try and evolve our game. Um, if you think back to what the last five seasons, you lose two semi-finals away in France, um, or sorry, you lose a semi-final away in France. We lost the semi-final in the league at home against Carlos, um shortly after that. But again, like how you process some of that disappointment and be able to turn the page is can be a challenge as well. Um, you know, if you think the final we lost in Newcastle, you know, came down to again just. Not quite nailing opportunities on the on the big day. Really, we had some plenty of opportunities. We were got off to a good start in that game, ten 0 up, and you know Saracens fought their way back in. You know they had a sim binning where we didn't really capitalise on that. So it's making sure we understand some of those scenarios of games when you get into that scenario. Um, nailing the opportunities, start the second half, and then you know as the game wears on, you know Saracens start getting to a bit of ascendancy. We lose the man to the bin, and they're probably a bit more clinical in terms of punishing us than we were punishing them. So. Um, learning from all those bits of failure or you would call it what you will it's just experience at the end of the day um, the COVID games were took on a whole new form really if you if you look back on those you know we we, we win a final against Ulster then you have to play a quarter final the week after and you know we don't quite get up to the pitch and how we manage some of that set piece Saris you know they're waiting in the wings um, you know and they're, they're they deliver on the day um, you know, we, we didn't really get going until probably what 50 minutes into the game. Um, we looked good when we did eventually did get going, but it was it was too little, too late, unfortunately. So again, making sure you get ready for for minute minute one of all these games. Um, and then obviously last year you lose against La Rochelle. You know, in many ways there was probably some similarities to the Saracens final, even as as I'm talking out louder. I'm thinking back to some of those moments. You know, you lose away to in France. Again, it's always a big challenge playing away in France. All the different elements that you have to deal with over there. So again, trying to get the go back to the pool stages of trying to. Obviously, there was there was the COVID bits and the games getting cut short, and it was it was it was jeopardy in terms of names going back into the hat. But trying to control that home advantage piece in the ideal world, 
gives you that slight edge um, because you have less variables to deal with, more familiarity, et cetera, et cetera. So um, the game itself, you know, we lose James Lowe to the bin. You know, again, we start the game well. Potentially could have been up by more, but again, nailing those opportunities because you don't want those missed opportunities to come back and haunt you in the end. So that, that's all feeds into our narrative here. So making sure we deliver clinical performances on the day where you're maximizing every opportunity that comes along because you don't want it to burn you either in that game or, you know, whether it's a bonus point at the end of the game or losing or winning, um, that potentially costs you home advantage later on in the tournament. So it's trying to make sure you are always trying to stack the deck in your favor. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Firstly, Johnny, how's the injury? Making good progress? Yeah, good progress. Um, I suppose the first week and a bit were slow with... I was in a brace um, and then once I've come out of that it's, it's accelerated a lot the recovery so um, hoping to to get back full training you know back in the next week and, and be involved in some capacity over hopefully one of the, the first two games um, once everything goes well this week I think it's an important week for me this week Yeah, it was a pretty special autumn for you wasn't it? 100 caps for your country three good wins for Ireland must have been have you had a bit of time to reflect on that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, we were delighted with with the results uh, first and foremost. That's the most important thing about the the Novembers was was picking up some wins and and continuing our our good run of form in terms of results. And um, but at the same time, this the Novembers are always just a stepping stone towards towards the Six Nations, and it's really just a building block. You know, we don't win anything as such. Um, you know, we had a great campaign, but. It really is all about the Six Nations and, and building towards that. Hope okay, we bring it back to Leinster, as you mentioned there. You're just around the corner. Always a special time around Christmas, isn't it? Getting the first couple of fixtures under your belt. Yeah, it's um, these are the European games, the, the big ones that you want to be involved in from from Leinster season point of view. And, and we want to to hit the ground running in this competition. We know how important it is to start well, so that you know you, you're always in control of your own destiny and. Um, first up at home against against Bath will be a, a big game for us and, and hopefully we can like I said hit the ground running and get a good result to start off What about the last couple of years in Europe just haven't quite hit the mark you probably wanted a couple of final defeat to Saracens a few years back and then that quarter final on the defeat last year in the semi-final La Rochelle what do you think sort of missing from those days Johnny? They're all all. I know people put it down to physicality on the day I think there's probably 
some finer details that, that get overlooked in, in all three of the games and, and small margins probably in all three of them. Um, but, but lessons all the same in, in all three. And um, hopefully we'll have learned from all of them. And it's by and large the same group of players over the last three or four years. So it's not like we're having to you know, teach other people the, the lessons, you know, obviously some young guys have come through, but they are very much were with us, you know, even if they were in the academy, they were, they were with us and a part of it. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping that we'll put some good work in now over the next couple of months that will get us back to those, uh, those big days in, in, you know, April, May, that, that you can put the, the wrongs right as such. In your form yourself, do you feel this is the best, you ever been playing in your long career, or do you feel you're still going to get better at the nice age of 36? Uh, I don't know. That's up to other people to, to talk about. I think that's that's what people normally do. Talk about you know players' form. Sometimes you know you can be playing okay and people are, are writing you off. Sometimes you can be you know playing not great and people think you're playing brilliantly. Like so, it's uh, it's. Um, I'm happy enough. I have plenty to, to, to work on, plenty to improve on and being driven by good coaches in both environments. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I, I always like to be challenged and, and, and um, different areas of your game sort of to improve on. And um, it's, it's no different now at, at 36. That's um, still learning. Was there a bit of jealousy there that Toulouse were the first team to win five, or five of the Heineken Cups? I know you've got four yourself. Was there a wee bit? I know people say concentrate on yourself, but did you want to be that first team to do that? Of course, we we spoke about it. We because we played Toulouse in the semi final a couple of years ago, and we both had four stars in our jersey. And the talk was, you know, we we want to beat these guys. We don't want to give them the chance to to do it. And and we we did beat them, but then we came up short in the final, so it didn't it didn't count for much. Um, but yeah, look, they're a top quality side. We can learn a lot from them. And um, the brand of rugby that they play, you know, when you talk about, you know, the way rugby's gone over the last couple of years, a lot of the teams that have been successful have, have kicked the kicked the leather off the ball. But Toulouse have showed us that you don't always have to do it. They've played with great, uh, great style of rugby. They've kicked obviously at times they they kick a, a, a bit, but um, they've showed us how to do it, and um, yeah, we can learn a lot from them going into this campaign. Finally, are you still as hungry as ever to go home and win another Heineken Cup, Johnny? Of course, yeah. Like I wouldn't be if I wasn't hungry, I'd, I'd be be finished. Um, I, I'd walk away. That's the thing that, that keeps me going. Um, and um, yeah, I, I'm desperate to to try and win another one with this group of players. It's a, it's a special group, and uh, we've got a great coaching staff, and uh, we've been together a long time now. You know, that's the the other thing that. By and large, it's the same group of players for the last five, six years. We've had some homegrown players that have sort of, you know, forced their way in through their own performances. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a probably a unique environment when you think about that. You know, the, the amount of people that have come through the, the school system into the academy, into the senior team, it's it's a pretty unique environment. So we hope to, to make that our strength and, um, you know, create some special memories in, over this campaign. Right, firstly, I make it your fifth season at Connacht. How much are you enjoying your time in Galway? Are you embracing it? Oh, I'm loving it, mate. Um, I'm used to the weather now. <laughs> used, nearly used to the weather. Nearly used to the weather. No, nah, no. Nah, I think um, very quickly I fell in love with this place. Definitely um, 
you know, the sense of the community that you get, the support that you get, um, not just at games, but just around the place. There's, you know, there's so many people that are genuinely keen just to have a chat about footy and talk about the weekend. And it's crazy. I'll, you know, I'll get stopped at a coffee shop and have like a, a five, 10 minute chat with just a bloke that just wants to talk about footy. And I think that's awesome. Um, it just says so much about, uh, you know, the type of supporters we get, get here in Galway and then just, I don't know, Irish people in general are usually good for a yarn, and that's the case most of the time. That's great. And a couple of big weeks coming up. You obviously have Leinster and then into Europe. It's always exciting, isn't it? Oh, exactly, mate. Um, you know, especially off the back of the last two two games, uh, you know, we had a good game against Ulster. It was always going to be interesting to see what happened after having a month off and whether we'll be able to kind of continue the momentum and not, you know, not fall back into a bit of a slump. But uh, to be able to have a really good performance against Ospreys in not great conditions as well, uh, you know, I think was pretty exciting as well. And I think now the guys are just really looking forward to this this game against Leinster and then to roll into Champions Champions Cup. It's it's pretty it's pretty exciting. What about the Champions Cup stuff from saying Leicester? A bit of history in those two sides must be great. And what is it coming from the other side of the world? What's the Heineken Cup mean to you since you've arrived? Exactly, mate. I think. You always heard about the Champions Cup and what was so cool about it for me, I remember being in Australia and kind of on the other side of the world. It's just the idea behind it and, and that idea of bringing, you know, three competitions together and getting the best teams and coming together to play in this, this, this kind of this, this competition. It just made so much sense and it was so cool. And I used to always think about, you know, what if they got like the best team in Super Rugby and, and sent them over here and had some kind of like Northern Southern Hemisphere, you know, just stuff like that. It was just like this... It's like a little barbarians type thing, but a competition style. So, um, you know, that that was always my memories of Heineken's Cup, uh, the Champions Cup. And then to be uh, up here now and, and competing in it, it's so much fun. And to get to play against teams that you don't usually get to play against from, you know, in the, in the top 14 and, and, the, and the premiership. Uh, it's it's just it's a nice way to break up the year and 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 play against some of the best teams in Europe and really in the world. If we look at last year, you obviously had disappointment maybe against Bristol Bears in a group stage and then losing to Leicester. So there is probably the game against Bristol was at home. She so obviously want to put on a big performance this time around against Stad and get that win. Oh yeah, I agree, hundred percent. You know, uh, one of the best things about the Champions Cup is it's kind of like it's it's just sharp and it just happens really quickly. And you have to be able to perform really well because those first two games kind of set the tone for the other two and, and where you're going to sit and whether you're going to go through, get out of the groups or not. And to be able to have that first game at home, I think is massively important and it's a massive advantage and you have to be able to take advantage of it. So to have Stad come into the, the sports ground, I think it's the perfect way to, to, to kick, off the, kick, kick off the Champions Cup and, and get a good win under the belt, hopefully. What about this back row? It's plenty of competition. <laughs> Paul Boyle, Connor Oliver, and the Masters have only named a few. Like, it's pretty Oh, hard. mate, it's fantastic. Honestly, it's unreal. It's so good. It's so good to, to have depth in the back row and have competition. And it's and it's stressful as well. You know, every week you kind of you're not sure whether you're gonna be in the team or not. And but it's it's bring I think it's it's just bringing out the best in everybody. And you look at the back row and and all those guys are just playing really good footy. And it's because you have to, if you want to stay in the team at the moment, because guys are training the house down. And like you said, you got, you know, not just your Connor Oliver's playing really well and your Boilers, you got Kean Prendergast, who's been playing exceptional coming back. And then you've got guys like Sean Marston at training, just always knocking on the door. So 
consistency is key and uh, and having that competition and that depth is something that, you know, probably new to the group, the level of competition depth that we've got at the moment. And I think it's really bringing the best out of everyone as well. So, you know, it's, it makes it the Tuesday when they select the team a bit more stressful, but um, it's good in the long run. And finally, this Connacht side or Connacht in general have never made the knockout stages of the Heineken Cup. Is that a goal? And how good do you think this Connacht team is that you're playing in at the moment? Yeah, I think there's a real desire from the group and a real hunger from the group to, to push through the group stages and, and really have a good crack at the competition. I think we, we, I think we, we feel that there's, we do have a really strong squad and, and would be silly not to go into the, this competition, you know, really going after it and, and, and trying to push through. So uh, I think everyone's yeah, really excited about it and would be going full noise trying to, trying to crack through for sure. Great stuff, Darren. Thanks so much for your time. Cheers, man. Appreciate it, brother. They've been good victories. Um, you know, I think the, the performances is probably what we look well, of course, we listen, we look at the wins, of course we do, but the uh, the performances is, is probably what gets us most excited. And I thought our performance on the weekend against the Ospreys or Friday night against the Ospreys was probably our best of the of the year in terms of the conditions we played in and, and the, the style of rugby we managed to play. So, yeah, that was pleasing. We're heading in the right direction, Stuart. Let's, let's leave it there. I think that's a real compliment, mate, to, to our group of coaches. We've got some tremendous young coaches here and... and uh, and experienced coaches as well that, that just you know give the players a belief that it's okay to try things because that's what we we do every day at training we you know we try and play a, a fast relentless game of rugby and and uh, it doesn't really matter what the conditions are giving you if we stick to our key principles we can still do that so i love the fact that the boys have that confidence um you know that, that they're given that confidence i love the fact that they back that and they go and back their skills and i actually get incredibly amazed that their capacity to be able to play that style of rugby in the conditions because as a bloke who came from the southern hemisphere we normally wouldn't get out of bed if it's raining but uh, you wouldn't get out of bed if you lived up here yeah it is it's um you know every every game is a challenge urc is a great competition but we're heading into a you know the Europe's best competition and, and that's and that's the great challenge for us now it's one thing to do it uh, in, the, in the competition we're currently in, but it's another thing now to step up when it means so much to every team to try and get into that, uh, out of their own, out of their pools and to be playing in the, in the, in the quarterfinals and beyond. So uh, it is going to be a great challenge for us and one that we're looking forward. Oh, yeah. The, anyone that's in the Champions Cup is a, is a good rugby side. And I think, you know, you can, you can fall into a very dangerous trap of thinking that uh, top 14, um, form or any other form in, in other competitions um, you know if, you, if you're resting on that uh, you're probably going to get beat so um, they may not have been playing their best rugby at the minute but at the same time you know they're going to step up because they're a proud club and they're playing you know Heineken Champions Cup rugby so they're going to be very very tough to beat um, so we're going to have to be on our best game in order to do that yeah listen we as, as you know we, we faced them last year um, I think what Steve Borthwick's managed to do with that team in, 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 in not a long period of time is, is quite phenomenal. So they're sitting top of their, their, uh, the premiership there at the moment for a good reason. Um, very formidable side. And uh, as I said, we experienced them firsthand last year. We know the physicality and the power that they bring as well as their controlled game. So, um, yeah, we've got two big games to start, mate. 
Yeah, we do. And I think with every opposition, you know, there's an element of, of being adaptable. And that's that's one of the key phrases that we use in our in our own identity. We want to be fast, as I said, and as many ways we can do that. We want to be relentless. Many ways we can do that. And we need to be adaptable too. And there's many ways we can do that. So part of that is based upon a threat or a or a perceived weakness that we see with an opposition, but part of that is also condition-based. It could be referee based it could be whatever but there'll be an element of adaptation against uh, against both teams stud and and Leicester when we take them on um, I think most importantly though we've got to stick to what what we are our DNA uh, which we will do but there's always a you know five ten percent which which uh, we might just adjust slightly for an opposition I'm really pleased with the with the squad we've got Stuart I think you know we've been building that this is this is now into my fourth year here with the, with the, with the current program. Um, we've made some adjustments to our coaching staff. We had a great coaching staff before. We've made adjustments there. Um, I'm really excited by the, by the coaching group that we've currently got. And then as a playing group, you know, I feel like we've continued to build that, that squad. So we're, we've got 43 players contracted now. Um, we've got some young. We've got some youth. We've got, we've got experience. We've got flair. We've got strength. We've got power. We've got a, a good range across the board. So the key thing you know, for us is, like all squads, you want to remain healthy. Uh, and, and we've been we've been unfortunate in previous years where we we may have copped or we have copped injuries in, in certain positions which have hurt us at the minute touch wood we're, we're in a pretty good shape so um, the key is to try and keep that for as long as possible uh, but I you know, have enormous belief and faith in this squad and I think on our day we can beat any team yeah that that, that is our goal that's our target to get out of the get out of the pool stages and get into the knockout stages of it so uh, we've got a lot of rugby ahead of us in order to do that, but um, we're all very clear on on what the target and what the goal is. And uh, we'll learn more um, on Sunday the 12th after we've played Stud to see how we sit with that. Yeah, I think I think Max just enjoying himself. And I think that's the key to anything. It's key to life. Like if you if if you believe that you you're cared for and that you're you're in a in a good spot and you can you can you got the the license to be yourself, um, you can be pretty special. And that's what we're seeing at the moment. Um, with with Mac and with Jack, in fairness, um, you know, Jack Carty continues to impress me with his skill set. But we've got a lot of blokes uh, who I think are, are playing their best their best rugby at the minute. So, yeah, that's a compliment to those individuals on the hard work that they put in because that, that just doesn't happen. But also, I think to the environment and the fact that you know we, we've got a lot of blokes who feel safe in this environment and, and they're able to express themselves. So, you know, that's something that um, we we work really hard to try and create. Is that is that environment of safety and and then giving the blokes the platform to go and be their best uh for 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 our players i get really excited by their national call-ups so, you know i think that's you know as, as as many years ago i was a young boy but when i came through we all want to when you're playing the game you want to play for your country um so when our players get that honor to, to go up and represent their country um, I think as a, as a club and as a province, we take enormous pride in that. But personally, I take enormous pride in that for the individuals because I know how much it means to them. You know, so to have the likes of a, a Paul Boyle and a, and a Kalen Blade to get their first caps last year. Um, we've had Lever Fafita come in this year and, and, and head off and play for Tonga. Uh, we had Abraham Papali on the weekend, just gone, was selected for Samoa. So it's not just the Irish boys, you know, our, our, our Bundys and our Finlays and Dave Heffernan's and Kieran Marmion's and you know, blokes who've previously been there, Jack Cardi's, great for them. But we've also got another group of players that are off playing for, for their countries of birth too, which is really important, really special.
So, Ulster, Leinster and Connacht all seem pretty confident heading into this year's competition. And of course, it all starts this weekend. You can see our first game live in Virgin Media 2 this Saturday afternoon as Cardiff take on five-time champions and current holders to lose. Well, up next in part two of the pod, we will hear from the teams across the water in the Gallagher Premiership and the top 14, including Ron Nogara's La Rochelle. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 